Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, you guys, welcome to Temple of Hoop Live. We're here. Uh, I'm going to try to keep Kings under control. I just saw his agenda come to full fruition. Um, Kings, you echo my boy. You echo my boy. Hold on, hold on. Is it good now? There you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> my man out there with the crickets. <laughs> I think it was my phone charger. Oh, okay. But yeah, so back to it. Kings. Andrew Wiggins, the agenda. It was here. I mean, let us have it, Kings. Let us have it. Warriors win 104-94. Kings, two-way masterclass. 26-13. Lockdown defense. Talk to us, man. He is who he said he was. He is who he said he was. That's all I got to say. Business is booming. The brand is healthy. Andrew Wiggins is here. Man, they was talking about, oh, he's going to be a salary dump next season. Now they talk about, oh, we need to make, make him a warrior as long as possible. Get damn straight. Andrew Wiggins is a baller. I've been telling people for years, buy low, sell high. Wiggins is at all-time high right now. If you want to sell the stock, I get it. But I'm holding because I told you all Andrew Wiggins had all the physical tools to be a positive player. Look, not everybody can be a star, okay? Not everybody can be a superstar, but a guy like that, you know what I mean, with the physical tools he had, with the skill set he had, there is no way he was not going to be an impactful player unless uh, if he was in the right situation. So when that trade happened with the Warriors, this is what I expected when they got healthy. I expected him to be able to play off the gravity of Clay and uh, Steph. I expected him to be, you know, that uh, two-way monster now that he had Draymond Green helping him on the back end and being coached up properly. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball by the coaching staff. I knew with just the right coaching staff, the right guys who believed in his ability, you know, I think I got to give Kerr credit for his philosophy. As much as people get on him for the strength in numbers, you can tell he believes in his in his role players. And that belief in the role players helps maximize them, helps give them confidence to play how they play. And, you know, that's what's, that's, you know, strength in numbers is power the dynasty, man. I mean, obviously Steph is the main, he's the engine, but, Outside of Steph, you know what I mean, and, you know, the Game 6 play, the Draymond Masterclass, I mean, these these role players, like, they really just they make Golden State go. You know what I mean? It seems like every single time they retool with role players, they're always coming up big. You know what I mean? You saw it with Barbosa, Livingston, Mo Buckets, and all them. Then when KD was here, you still had Dre, you still had Livingston you know, given their timely plays. Even JaVale McGee was hustling when he was over there. He, I mean, he credits Golden State helping them turn his career around. And then now you have Andrew Wiggins, you have Jordan Poole, you have Gary Payton II from the D-League. Like, I mean, this is just, it's just Golden State has a good job of just maximizing role players. And you got to credit Kerr's philosophy. 
maybe Ricky G was right. We might be underselling Kurt all time. Man. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to follow that. But uh, (laughs) let's talk about this because on the Boston side, you got to be upset because you lose a game. Steph, this is Steph's first game without a three-pointer since November 1st, 2018. Okay. Steph and Wiggins combined 0 for 15 from three. The Warriors as a whole shoot 9 for 40 from three. They only shoot 15 free throws, and you lose. Mm-hmm. So do you think Boston can recover from this, or do you think this is the type of game that maybe beats you twice? They do have two days off, though, I believe. So, you know, they got a lot of time to, to you know, let it wash away, or maybe they dwell on it. Who knows? But this feels like a mental, just a mental shot in the gut this game and not being able to win this one. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, they're going to be playing at home. The role players are going to play better. Um, Boston has been resilient all playoffs. I, I'm not going to count them out. Um, this is not the team to do that with. They've been in through the wars at this point. With Boston, it's like, all right, we got knocked down. Let's let's put the chips on the table and let's see what happens in game six. I mean, that's going to be their mentality. That's how they played all throughout the playoffs. That's what I expect them to do come game six. They're going to get two days rest to be able to recharge, and they're going to come back and see what they could do. I don't. Boston's not going to fold. The Warriors are just going to have to beat Boston. Man, so next thing I want to talk about is Clay. Um, I thought late in game four and tonight all night, you know, his defense had been kind of iffy for me since he came back, which was expected, you know, two extremely, you know, debilitating injuries for a professional athlete. But I thought last two games, he's been excellent defensively for the most part, mm-hmm. um, especially late in game four, late in tonight all night. I thought he was pretty good. This was like a vintage clay game, 7 of 14, uh, gets 21, 5 of 11 from three, played great defense. Um, just you know, do, do you feel like, you know, do they extend this? Like how does how long does this go? Like the Washington gets expensive, but if Clay can play like this, you got Wiggins. Man, this 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 is just a scary team going forward. Um, I gotta ask you, Kings, why you on this high? Is Wiggins your Finals MVP? <laughs> Come on, man. I'm not. I, I'm not gonna go that far. I, I gotta I'll get you on pro- wax. I gotta get you on wax. I'll so push the propaganda, the but come on, they, it's Steph's the Finals MVP. If you're being <laughs> serious, Steph's the Finals MVP. Will I push the Wiggins Finals MVP agenda? Absolutely. I'm hoping <laughs> we get to Game Seven and Steph gives us more stinkers, and then Wiggins takes them home. Absolutely, that's what I'm rooting for. But right now, Steph is the Finals MVP. Okay, I got you. I I, I tried to get you on wax. I was gonna screen record the snippet. It post on the timeline at 9 a.m. If you if you said Wiggins was Finals MVP, <laughs> I was trying to set you up. Um, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let, let, let's talk on the Celtics side a little bit. Um, just that team cannot stop shooting itself in the foot. I think 
the finals experience thing was played. Uh, the card was played before the series by people who were who were making predictions. I, I did not think it has been an issue except these last two games. I feel like it's really ugly head for the Celtics. Like they're lacking ex- situational experience, uh, not getting you know key stops, not getting the uh, the correct guy to ball in the right spots in big situations. I think they've just failed miserably at mainly those two things in this series. I think it's burning. It's why they're down 3-2. I guess situationally they've been real bad this series. On top of that, the turnover bug in their losses, man, it just really, it really, really, you know, destroys any momentum they pick up during the game. And it's why they're down 3-2, man. Just do you think they can overcome this turnover thing? I just They turn the ball over against the Warriors. They just, they kill you every time. No, they, they. I don't think they can because they don't. They don't got. They don't got a. They don't got a point guard. You know what I mean? That's been the Achilles' yeah. heel, and they they're gonna run offense through Jason Tatum. They're gonna run offense through J- Jalen Brown, and then they're gonna run offense through Marcus Smart. I mean, you know, Jalen Brown can't dribble. Uh, Jason Tatum. <laughs> you know, Jason Tatum is like you know. I don't even know if he's an average playmaker. I mean, he 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 can make some if the, if the reads are pretty easy. I'm not sure he's gonna be any, a type of guy who could potentially set guys up even to the level of a Paul George and you know it's and it's Marcus Smart like yeah so you know nothing more need to be said there uh it's they Derek White is like a combo guard he's not really a you know a facilitator he's a nice a little he's a nice little glue guy he's a nice little um you know uh guy who can help swing the rock you know kind you know maybe dribble the ball up the court to initiate the offense but he's not going to get guys to their spots you know what I'm saying like so without the guard, it's just they just gonna have to keep doing what they've been doing to get here. You know, they keep running the same offensive sets they've been running. Gonna have to keep getting the same looks that they've been getting and just hope they hit their shots. Hope they create enough dribble penetration, enough uh, um and help uh beat their guys off the dribble and you know, draw the help in for open threes or, you know, be able to finish at the rim. And or like Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown just win their one on ones like that's really it. And, you know, I mean, Derek, hopefully Derek White and Marcus Smart can give you some nice back cuts or some nice uh, drives here and there. And, you know, or Horford hit some threes, Grant hit some threes. But, yeah, I mean, there's really nothing special they can do at this point. They are who they are at this point. You know, just got to live and die with it. Yeah, it's rough, man. You look at the non-garbage time, the non-garbage time minutes. So, you know, Aaron Neesmith hit a, you know, got three points in the last minute of the game. Luke Corner got three points last minute of the game. Outside of that, they got four bench points. Grant Williams got three, and Derek Wright got one. So they got four bench points in non in non garbage minutes. You know, you just you can't win on the road like that. You can't win on the road like that. Um, just real tough. To be fair, they only played eight guys, but you know, Derek White was this probably the worst game I saw him play all playoffs. To be honest, Grant Williams, you know, nothing. And Peyton Pritchard missed every shot he took. And the Hannibal defense, he, he's always rough. So they just got nothing from the bench. Um, let's talk Tatum. Mm-hmm. Let's talk Tatum. Um, how did you feel about his game uh, tonight? I thought first quarter was strangely passive, was kind of a, you know, it was weird given the magnitude of the game. Second quarter and third quarter, really aggressive, heated it up. Um, fourth quarter is two things. I think, one, he got tired, and I also think Wiggins – made a way more concerted effort to stay attached to him to make sure he was the matchup and not give him the same looks he was getting, you know, throughout the second or third quarter. 
And I think he just, those two things, he just went ice cold late. So what did you think about the, you know, the game that Tatum had? He started off slow. Uh, you know, he was struggling to get separation off Wiggins, started hunting the guards, um, started hitting his jumpers. But uh, that Wiggins matchup is just hell for him. I mean, he's struggling to get his, he's starting to get any type of room off. He has to hit fadeaways on Wiggins. Um, you know, Wiggins is playing the type of defense where, you know, and, I, and you know, and I'm gonna, you know, give uh, your your goat some love here, Maples. Maples, uh, Wiggins playing the type of defense that Kobe would hit these type of shots, and people would, you know, people would go crazy, and then you, a lot of analytics guys wouldn't get why Kobe got the love that he did. But look at some of these fadeaways Tatum was taking. That was air balls. That was stuff that Kobe would hit, and he hit them so much that you know a lot of people think that's easy. It's not easy to hit those type of shots. You know what I mean? It's not easy to hit those type of shots against, you know, good defenders who are sticking you and making your life hell to get to your spots. So, I mean, for when it comes to Wiggins, Tatum's just going to have to be a tough shot maker. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just what it is. You know, Wiggins is not going to give him anything easy. So you're going to have to hit your fadeaways. You're going to have to maximize the the little degree of space you do get and just hit your shots. Like That's just that's the only way Tatum's going to be able to get his on Wiggins. Yeah, it's just that's just I, I agree, man. It's just there's no athletic advantage. Um, Wiggins is like wiry. Tatum's a strong guy. I think Wiggins is like wiry, a real wiry strong. You know, Tatum has been able to knock him off his spot. Uh, a lateral quickness. You know, Tatum obviously is not a great ball handler, so he can't blow by him or create tons of space that way. He's just gonna have to make tough shots. I think he did that tonight, second and third quarter. He maybe got you know Wiggins once or twice, but the rest of it was mm-hmm. you know was a, a lot of it was on switches, which is I think is good for Udoka. He's recognizing this tough and getting him on better matchups. So I think that's good coaching uh, by the Celtics staff. But, you know, Wiggins takes a task to him. is tough. Uh, let's talk the other Jay, uh, Jalen Brown. Probably the worst game I've seen him play all playoffs, just driving out of control, wild shots. I think the Warriors have a lot of his tendencies, Sky. Every time he jumps mm-hmm. in the air, a Warriors player runs right to the diagonal across the court because they know that's mm-hmm. where he's throwing he had five turnovers, and I think three were just doing that. Just jumping in the air and just throwing that court ball across the court. And there was a warrior just sitting there waiting for it. Like, I think we've all said this, me and you said this. By this point in the series, they have, you know, your plays are scouted, your tendencies are scouted. It's a matter of who can go out there and mm-hmm. get to it in a rock fight. And I think, you know, the Warriors are generating a lot better offense consistently. I think that's like the overlying theme uh, of the last couple games. Um, what did you think about Jalen Brown tonight? Yeah, man. Uh, he's he's you know he he makes that that was a great point what you said about how the, they have a guy when he's trying to drive and get in the air they run to the you know cross court because he he is prone to making that pass and it's an easy steal if you know if you read that tendency so that's a great job on the film by there by Golden State also you know like. Like the boy John River said, like his handles getting exposed. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I t- and I told and I told uh, one of my mutuals who's a Cease fan because I, I I I personally thought you know if you play Kaminga he could have got some quality minutes, but he was telling me oh Jalen Brown was gonna do Kaminga like John Moran. I was like hold on bro, Jalen Brown don't have the handles. You know what I mean you're kind of seeing it now with with the defense that Golden State's playing on. They're challenging him to hit combo moves. To get his, you know, to get his game off, or and to uh, be able to set guys up 
you know what I mean, when he's trying to drive or he's trying to uh, create offense for either himself or his role players, they're challenging him to do that with his dribble. And uh, he's not he's not rising to the occasion, you know, he, at least not this game. He didn't rise to the occasion this game. So that's not something they can fix. So, like I said, they're just going to have to uh, double down on what they do well and just hope it works game six and seven. Right, right, right. I, I agree. Um, last play I want to discuss before we – maybe a couple more players I want to discuss before we open it up and take a couple calls and then get out of here. I got to say this. Uh, we've been hard on him. I thought Draymond played an excellent game tonight. Shout out John Rivers. He said he'd answer the call. Yeah. <laughs> I thought Draymond played an excellent game tonight. Um, the Warriors won like 90% of the games when he scores double digits. He scored 11 points which is like a certain victory for them. He did foul out, but I thought his aggression on both ends was very good. Uh, six assists, only two turnovers is the main thing. No silly turnovers. Mm-hmm. Took six shots, made both his free throws. I think he just had an excellent all-around game. Um, what did you see from Draymond? I mean, he started what? He came He came out trying to set the tone, right? Four points, right. two yep. assists right out the gate. Showed that he was locked in, ready to go. Defensively, flying around. You know, making his plays, making his disruptions on on the help side, and you know, offensively playing within himself. You know, yeah. I mean, not doing too much, not trying to be overly aggressive. Understanding what his role is on offense and defense, and just executing. Uh, he got sat for the end of the game. You're not going to hear him complain about it. He's just going to keep doing what he's doing. And I think Coach Ricky G, Coach Ricky G, I think had a great point when uh, Kerr benched him. Uh, I, can't, I think it was what game four. You know, it was a game at yeah, game four and Kerr Bench at game four. Coach Rikiji said that it might have dawned on Draymond that if he wants to get good minutes on the floor, he's going to have to be effective in his role yeah. of offense and defense. He can't trick, he can't trick off, he can't cat off. You know what I mean? He can't, you know, just be wild and, and, and just mess around with the refs all game. He's going to have to be a positive player. And I think you saw this game. I mean, it's Draymond Green. He can't help himself. You saw the scuffle with Tatum. <laughs> but you know what I mean? But most of the game composed, ex- focused on the task that was executing. You know, when Draymond's locked in, that's they hard to beat, boy. I and mean, yeah, for all the faults offensively. You know, the thing with Draymond is funny with Draymond because it's like if you actually look over the course of his career, he's really not a scrub offensively, honestly. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. He, he, he's not. He just won't shoot. That's the he, thing people yeah. get upset about. Like, like this was a guy, in, in, you know, at the at the height of, you know, light years and at the height of, you know, strength and numbers. This was a guy who was a consistent double-digit points per game guy. Like, this was a guy who could potentially get you 30 in a playoff game. You know what I mean? So he's not he's not a scrub offensively. It's just something happened with his confidence. Maybe he got complacent, got lazy, some other stories and all that I won't get into, but um, – you know, he's he needs to just play with confidence. He needs to um, just refine his offensive game and, and and stick to the things he does well and just execute. And I think he, at least for what he does well now, he did that in this game. That's what he was focused on doing. Yeah, man. And then the last couple guys, I definitely want to shout out. Um, I thought Jordan Poole and, and GP2 were excellent in, in, in their minutes. Uh, Gary Payton second, man. Dude, almost out the league. Dude was about to try to become the Warriors video coordinator, bro. That was it. He was tired of the G League grind. He was going to try to become a video coordinator. Finally sticks. Game five of a 3-2 game. Puts up 15 points, five rebounds, and three steals in a game five. And it's a plus 16 in 26 minutes, man. Just what a, what a story, bro. What a, what a story. 
I thought GP2 was was a, one of the mm-hmm. guys who actually helped swing the game tonight. From the so, G League, man. Yeah, all over the G League, man. You know what's weird? Remember the Warriors vets, they wanted Curry to keep Avery Bradley. Yeah. Curry, Curry was like, nah, I'm keeping Gary, I'm keeping Gary Payton the second. Hey, I, hey, light years, their front office, Steve Kerr, their philosophy, it works. It, it works. Yeah, and I thought, you know, obviously the Jordan pool, you got to gauge the, the, the defense versus the offense. Obviously, that's always going to be the thing. But I thought, you know, for the 14 minutes, for 14 points in 14 minutes, just a microwave tonight, leaving six from three. I thought the three he hit at the end of the third quarter was deflating to Boston, like the start of the mm-hmm. deflation. Oh, yeah, yeah. They had fought back, took the lead. Uh, Clay hit those two big threes when Boston looked like they were going to try to go up double digits. Clay hit those two big threes back-to-back. And then uh, Jordan Poole hits that one to give him the lead, give the Warriors the lead in the third quarter. I just thought that was a, a rough sequence for Boston when they could have took, you know, more control of the game after fighting back to like a six, seven point league. They played those two threes back to back to bring it back to one. I thought that was a, a crippling um, sequence for the Celtics. I just thought Jordan Poole was really good in short minutes. But um, what killed Boston also the beginning of that fourth quarter, they can't they can't get their ass whooped in the in the non step minutes. That that was some nasty business in the beginning of the fourth quarter. Do you think that was fatigue or they just got out executed or what happened there? That that was a nasty, you know, three, four minutes without step on the floor. They just got kind of whooped. Yeah, man. I mean, for me, it's like you can't Steph goes 0 of 9 from 3. You can't play this bad, bro. You have to win this game, I think. Right. I picked the C's to win this game. They had, you know, I mean, they had every single chance to win this game with how bad they're playing, and they gave it away. You know what I mean? And this was – you're not going to get – Steph's not going to play that bad again, bro. You know what I mean? We know Steph is not going to play this bad again. So, for the if you're the, if you're the Celtics, you really, you really just have to – you really just have to double down on what you – on what you did well to win, to win the two games that you won. And, uh, both defensively and offensively, I think you probably have to, you know, place guard Steph how how you guard and let him try to get off and then guard everyone else because, you know, this this game, you know, the others the others carried carried it off. You know what I mean? Right. They tried to throw more bodies at Steph and Steph obviously passed it off and you were you had the advantages created by Golden State. So they just have to they just have to double down what they do well. And, and and just ride that out for game six and seven. At this point, everybody's seen every adjustment. You can't make adjustments that aren't available for your roster and for, and for the skill set of your guys. So it's just do what you do best. And there it is, man. I, I feel you. Uh, before we get out of here, we're gonna take calls tonight. Let's take a few. If you want to just uh, tap in, hit that request button, get in there, ask a question, or something you thought about the game, something we maybe missed. The we'll hash it out, man. Let's get it. Yes, sir. Dennis, you there? Yeah, you guys can hear me. Yeah. Dennis, what's good, man? How you doing? Uh, I'm doing. I'm doing well. Um, I'm from Kenya, so it's about seven a.m. Uh, up here. I'm just getting ready to leave for work. Um, one of the guys usually gives. Um, one of the guys usually gives uh, Jason some shit for his. Wig and steak, uh, but about today's 
uh, on Twitter, that is, um, um, I, I, about to get today's game. I, I don't know um, whether you guys think the go ask the warriors are, are due for a three point explosion i think like we've been really missing a lot of our open threes and it doesn't make sense to me um, i i don't know where you, you guys feel like we're, we're due one game where Otto will see a few fall wiggins has been great this series but very uh very below his standards when it comes to three on the uh, uh in in the finals and uh and last but not least i i i don't think if 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 if, if the turnover battle ends 18-6 to the warriors uh again we are going to win this in six go dubs man thank you first of all i appreciate you Dennis, man. that's love tapping in Real before talk, you man. go to work man appreciate that for sure um man so i'll say this um I'm apologizing for Wiggins. I said some wild, I had some wild Wiggins tweets earlier in the season. So, way to hold me accountable, Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank, thank to my thankful for my guy right there. So, so shout out, shout out, Dennis. You right. I, I have, I have since apologized. What I will say is, I still think Brandon Ingram should have made the All Star team over Wiggins. But I will say, in the playoffs, Wiggins has completely shut me up. He's been a championship team second best player. And I think, you know, that's the highest compliment I can give him right now. Um, as far as the second thing, well, I don't know. Three-point variance is weird, man. You know, for Wiggins, I think Wiggins is spending so much energy on the glass. Right. Guarding their best player. His three-point percentage isn't shocking to me, nor is it bothering me because he's affecting right. the game so well in other areas. And I just Absolutely. he plays over 40 minutes a game, rebounds like a madman on an undersized roster. And defends the best player, so you know struggles from three aren't going to move me. What about you, Kings? Yeah, man. I mean, I'm not moved by three point shooting because, like, like we see all the time, you know, guys are going to break shots when it comes to the to the playoffs. I mean, Curry just went 0 of 9 from three. That's the greatest shooter of all time. You know what I'm saying? So you got to be able to affect the game. Are you having a high impact of the game everywhere else? And you see what's Wiggins doing: defense and rebounding, two of the most important things to do when it comes to the playoffs. And his defense isn't just some regular defense on a role play. No, he's doing it against, you know, the number one option. So if you got a guy who's get, doing his thing on the number one option, he's giving you 10-plus rebounds, and he's giving you 18 to 20s a, a, a game, or, you know, at least high teens, it's like, come on, man. We're not, we not worried about no three-point shoot. Well, hey, man, I mean, that's 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 kind of it right there. Um, I 100% agree with that. I just, you got to you got to give something. By the end of the day, these guys, they're they are athletes, but they're human. It's like there's so much the body can do. You got to do it out there fighting for his life against a bigger roster, leading the team and rebounding. Uh, you know, like the King said, guard, not just, you know, the number one option on the other team, a guy who's been tearing up all playoffs pretty much. You know, I don't know if the legs are going to be there to shoot great from three. You'd like to see him, um, you know, knock a couple down, but I, I understand it. Do you think uh, they hit a switch on that regard in, in Game Six, Kings. You think they overdo for some some you know positive regression? You talk about from uh, the Warriors three point shooting. Yeah, I mean Steph, you know it's crazy. Steph went over now. He's still over forty percent for the series. Yeah, right? no, they they remind they reminded me that. <laughs> <laughs> that that's kind of crazy. Um, I'm just in general like uh you know Clay the last couple of games I think he's coming around, but uh you know just guys like 
you know, Wiggins is the main one, really. He's kind of overdue for some positive aggression. Like, it, it's, it's just tough, though, because you know what? The Warriors are playing such good defense. It's going to yeah. be tough. It's going to be tough for them to do. Uh, to play great defense and to be able to shoot well. I think the guys who aren't defend asked to defend as much from a workload perspective, Jordan Poole and Curry, they're going to have to keep hitting their threes. And uh, Clay, he's going to keep hitting his, uh, his threes. And uh, I think Wiggins, as long as he's over, you know, 30%, and you'd want him at least 35. If he can hit 30 to 35%, I think they'll be okay. Uh, because I think Poole and Curry will, will be able to hit their threes, and then Clay will he will hit his threes. Yeah, I think they're good. I think their offense is so diverse too, like not dependent on threes like a lot of other teams. Right. So I think they'll still be able to generate. They scored a hundred and four points tonight, going nine for forty from three. You know what I mean? So that's kind of is what it is there. Jake, Jake, talk to us. What's going on, y'all? I missed the game tonight. Uh, big fans of the podcast. Just wanted to ask, again, I, I went into these playoffs not really believing that the Warriors were a championship-level team. I feel like I haven't seen many comps for them in the past. I was just curious what your thoughts are on like some comps from the past and, and how this team is where they are right now. That is a great question, actually. I like those type of questions. I really don't have a comp. I don't like that's just a, I think the Warriors are a unique team, like the style they play. Like Kings was just talking about earlier about their the strength of numbers, I think is very unique. Um, maybe the Spurs Kings with the with the star who buys into the system and a bunch of guys who the system elevates and they play around that guy. Maybe what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of they're, they're kind of just unique, bro. I yeah. mean, you know, what I mean, because it's like uh, it's not really the it's not really the 10 Spurs because. Um, you know, Curry's playing at a level I don't think any of the stars on the Spurs was playing in the tens. You know what I mean? Um, but they do have a, a bunch of nice, good role guys here. It's, they're unique, man. Golden State is just, it's its own footprint, bro. You know what I mean? Light years is its own footprint. You can't really compare these guys to anybody else because they did it their own way. Homegrown stars, you know, they did it with with strength and numbers. They did it with an all-time team and all-time talent, and now they're doing it again with reloaded reloaded role players you know they revived somebody's career and you know they're developing their young guys along the way now too so they're just their own thing man it's it's if you have to compare them to somebody just compare them to themselves just call it light years that's just it yeah i think it's probably funny to compare the you know i think this, honestly kings it might be this might be the closest thing they had to the 15 team i'm thinking you know what i mean to the what to the 2015 team, the one that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, of course, yeah. This, yeah, if, yeah. If any, that's what I said. If anything, compare them to themselves. Right, yeah, you know I, what I mean, yeah, yeah. This is like the closest thing to their 2015 iteration. I think you know where maybe the second guy's not a superstar. They have a whole bunch of really good, you know, second and third tier guys who make up for that and kind of contribute in that area. So, yeah, good question, Jake. Man, I, I appreciate that. That's actually dope. I, I like that. That made me think a little bit, man. That was dope. I appreciate the answer, and I, and again, I asked just because going into these playoffs, even though I like I thought they matched up well with the Suns, it just didn't seem like a championship level team. But now they're here, and and Steph's doing it again. So, yeah, I thought, man, I thought they would lose to Memphis because of some of the things that the Celtics are giving them trouble with. I thought Memphis uh, could do, but Memphis played, man, like they never played a playoff game before. That was kind of 
disgusting how they played playoff I mean, how, basketball. Are you, are you supposed to be surprised, bro? You saw what they did against us. That's what I'm saying, but I, I, I made it before. That's why I said I made my prediction before the playoffs. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. I, just, I didn't think they, they looked like they'd never played a playoff game before. That was what I was saying. Even against Minnesota, I'm like, this looks ridiculous. It's like two teams that ain't never been there before. Memphis had, and Minnesota had. So, man, that, that, that was just, you know, disappointing. But the Warriors handled that, man. I thought the Minnesota was the, Memphis was going to be their toughest matchup. Uh, I'm with Kings. I, I thought they were very favorable against the Suns. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, here again, man. They won't go away. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Thank you, boys. All good, man. Yo, yo, what's up? What's up, everybody? Big fan of the show. Big fan of the show. Just wanted to ask a quick question to both of you guys. Just because of uh, how Boston has uh, kind of changed their philosophy on staying sticking sticking to Steph uh, a little bit more, you know, kind of like picking your poison. What would you guys do if you're Boston? I feel like they kind of uh, pushed the panic button a little bit uh, this game and kind of let all the other guys get off. So I just wanted to hear you guys' approach because now you're going to game six and now you got Gary Payne who's seen the ball go through the hoop a little bit. Clay's obviously getting hot. So what's your approach on that? What do you guys think Boston should do? Um, that's a good question. My my thing was my I've all, I, I told Kings this. My thing is you never give a great player a steady diet of the same thing. He's just gonna get comfortable and adjust. And I think that's what the mistake they made was in Game Four when he had 43, just in a drop, and Steph just ate that, ate it up all night. It just it seems like they go on one thing every mm-hmm. game and don't mix it up. And I think you know the Warriors ultimately adjust because they're so uh, experienced. Got this championship, uh, Moxie. So I think that's that's the issue. The Stuck is going to have to get more exotic within the game, in my opinion, in, in game six. What do you think, Gary? Yeah, I mean, I think I told you it's – I think they're just going to have to do what they was doing before. Um, guard Steph out of his guard before him, make him hit his shots, and sit on the other guys. I think that gave him the best chance. It's, it's just you can't really try to take Steph out like this because – the other guys are just they're good NBA players. You know what I mean? Like this isn't 2019 championship where Steph was there with G League guys because <laughs> you know they had they had the front the you know the top loaded roster and they lost two of their max stars. I mean this isn't this isn't that. This is a well balanced roster. Jordan Poole can play. Andrew Wiggins can play. Otto Porter can hit shots. You know what I'm saying? It, you can't just you can't just load up on Steph. And then Looney can finish and he can rebound. You know what I mean? So you can't just load up on Steph. You know, everybody tries to do the strategy playing off Draymond, but Draymond, like I said, he's not, he's a high IQ guy. So he, even if you load off him, he can beat, he can win on, you know, on the, on the numbers matchup. You know, he's proven that over throughout his career because he's a very smart guy. He can handle the ball and pass. So go like what, what the Celtics did to win. Their, their two games, they're just going to have to do that and double down at this point. They've tried uh, these other adjustments for the past two games, and they haven't worked. So go back yeah, to what was working. Yeah. And I think that to, to piggyback on the Kings point, I think, you know, they ultimately do enough. I think what gets the Tokens in trouble is, is when they turn the ball over and get the Warriors out in transition. I think in the half court, they actually do a decent enough job when they've got it's whether it's the balls being taken out and they can get back instead of a live ball turnover. So I think that's the issue. They turn the ball over, and if they score, 
or just, you know, have the ball being taken out instead of live ball turnover, they can set their defense. I think that also will help them out a lot. But, you know, you, 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 know you know, I would say that, but, like, even in this game, like, if they had to hit eight threes in a row to get back in this game, you know what I'm saying? And, like, they shot, they shot, they shoot really well. They shot really well throughout this playoffs, but they had to hit eight threes in a row to get back in the game. I don't like the strategy they used this game because it was uphill from, from, from tip off. Yeah, just, yeah. And I, I agree that I said what, what exacerbates that is they turned the ball, though. Like, they had a, this, right. I think it was 11 in the first half. So it was just a lot of turnovers again to let the Warriors get out and run. But yeah, I think you're, you know, I think you're right. You know, they, they, that team relies on a lot of variants. I think we can both agree on that. They rely I think on that, I think variants. that, yeah, I think they have more margin for error, though, when they're shutting the other guys down because, right, 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 you know, because yeah, yeah. Curry can only get up so many shots in the game. You know what I mean? It's only so much energy Curry can exert offensively. You know what I mean? And if you're targeting defensively, you're making him exert even more energy. So if you're yeah. locking down the other guys, you have more margin for error uh, when when the, when the other guys are struggling. It's just Curry. But when multiple guys got it going, they're feeling good. They're seeing the ball go in. They're able to read the defense and play off the advantages. Now those turnovers are bad because it's multiple scoring threats now. It's not just, oh, you know, we'll make Curry exert energy to beat us this possession. It's not. Gary Payne can hit. Poole can hit. Wiggins got it going. You know, Draymond Green is, is hitting the short lob. Like, it's it's not, you know what I mean? It's way more difficult now because now other guys got it going and, you're, and your defensive game plan is compromised. Because you're turning the ball over and and you now you're already at disadvantage anyway because you're trying to you know throw more looks at Steph, but now you're turning the ball over. So now that these guys who were warmed up who got going, now they even they're uh, they're down there attacking you without your set defense. You know what I'm saying? So it's like they need to go back, I think, to what win them those two games and just double down. I mean, it's game six, game seven. You just have to keep doubling down on what's working. Right. Right. I think also in these in these do or die situations, you got to be more willing to change during the game too. Something's not working because mm-hmm. it's do or die at this point. You know what I mean? It's no tomorrow. <laughs> right, exactly. Just That's have to good. just keep playing. Right, right, right. I appreciate that, Q Buggy. No, I appreciate you guys. You know, having me on, I really appreciate it. Thank you. All good. Well, all right. Make sure. You follow Addis Kings, bro, on Twitter. Myself, JJ Maples 55 underscore MST. Subscribe, subscribe, rate the pod. We appreciate all the feedback. Uh, once again, you guys, uh, 100th episode, show us a lot of love on that. That's dope. Uh, appreciate all the love and support you guys are giving. Um, again, we're going to try to keep it pushing for as long as we can. We both got outside, outside life stuff going on. We're going to try to keep pumping them out as long as y'all keep showing love and we got time. Uh, we will be back after Thursday's game live. Y'all be safe. We are out of here. Yes, sir. Peace, y'all.